0: To the Journey Podcast. The Journey is a college and young adult ministry of South Crest Baptist Church. We hope this podcast helps you find your greatest pleasure and purpose in Jesus. You guys can have a seat. Uh, as I said earlier, really cool. I know we have some friends who got invited tonight. Love that you guys are here. My name's Cole Rhodes. I'm our college pastor. Would love to meet and talk with you. We'll have plenty of time after this as we're watching the game, eating some good food together. Um, what we're going to do tonight, we are taking a break from our Liar Liar series. Stephen, by the way, love the haircut, bro. Look, it's looking sharp, man. I gave you a shout out when you walked in, but you didn't hear me. I love it, bro. It's looking good. Um, But what we're going to do tonight, we're not going to talk about Stephen's haircut. Um, We are going to take a break from our Liar Liar series that we've been doing. I have what's called just kind of a standalone sermon. Um, So if you guys can real quick turn to the gospel of John chapter three and verse 16. A lot of you know this. And so uh, sometimes I do this. If you're unfamiliar to the Bible, there is a hardback black one in front of you. If you don't have one or own one, we buy a ton of these so that we can give these out for free for those of you that do not have one. So please grab one, take it home if you don't. Uh, That is exactly why we buy so many for that very purpose. And so uh, in the table of contents, if you don't know where John is, you can kind of flip there. It's the fourth book in the New Testament. The Bible was divided between Old Testament and New Testament. Uh, All of that breakdown, a great conversation to have maybe while we're watching the game if you're curious how that happened, but John chapter three, verse sixteen, um, what happened to, to me earlier today on campus i 'm actually going to use uh, as our introduction tonight, so we went out on campus, shared, shared the gospel, uh, really, really cool thing. We, uh, brought out a few, uh, goodie bags with us in order to hand them out to people as that served as kind of a good bridge for us to get in the conversation. Some people were just good to take the goodie bag and we said, Hey, have a great day. Some people were like, Hey, why are y'all giving these out? What are y'all about? We got to talk with people, pray with people. Well, um, if you've ever done anything kind of like this, or maybe you've wanted to go out pray for people, uh, share the gospel. Maybe you've done a mission trip or whatever, or maybe you've had a friend or family member that you've wanted to share Christ with, but you just don't really know how to do that. Well, this guy comes up to me. He asked us about some things and I asked how I can pray for him. And I, I kid you not. He says these words. He's like, I, you know, I feel like I love God. I just don't know how to have a relationship with him now let's stop here. I love God. I just don't know how to have a relationship with him. So if you're trying to go and share the gospel and you're looking for an open door, you're like, what does that look like? And someone says, I just don't know how to have a relationship with God. There's your door, right? Thank you, God. That's like manna from heaven. It never happens that easily. Okay. But it was really cool. I was like, well, let's talk about it. It was like, it was like Cole's dream. All right. And so we got to sit down, pray together. We walked through the gospel. Now, if I were to ask you, hypothetically, what is the gospel? If you're going to share the gospel, what do you have to say? You don't have to say it out loud. But some of you are like, oh, I have nailed it. Maybe, maybe for some of us, like, I think I have a good idea. Maybe for some of us in the room, the question, what is the gospel? What would I say? It's kind of tricky. Y'all agree? What, like, what do you mean by that? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. It's who he is, what he came to do, what he did for us. And so in order to kind of quickly and briefly answer that question, we're going to be in John 3:16 and what John 3:16 is going to help us see is not every single thing you could say when you talk about the gospel but three things that are in there you at least have to say these three things does that make sense and so let's go there together John chapter 3 verse 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. How many of you already knew this verse before tonight? You're like, bro, I'm not sure what you're going to dig up from this verse that I haven't heard before. And you're probably right. But I hope these are some fresh, good reminders. And I hope maybe you can take some of this And say, hey, I may use this to share. And some of you who are genuinely curious, what is this gospel? Maybe you'll get the answer tonight. I believe you will. So the first thing, three things we're going to see tonight that you have to say when you share the gospel straight from John 3.16. And the first is, is from, for God so loved the world. And not just the world he created, more specifically, that's true. But more specifically, he loves the people he created, right? Amen. And if you're a Christian, especially the tremendous, like, salvation type, I've saved you, you are now my son and daughter type love is what we're specifically talking about. Okay, so zoom out a little bit. For God so loved the world, that is an incredible, amazing, a word called benevolent love. It's freely given to all for everyone. So first, what you need to know, is that God cannot love you any more than he already does. That's the first truth. You don't know what the gospel is? You don't know what to say to people when you're wanting to talk about God? God cannot love you any more than he already does. I just think how amazing that is? When you look at what we've done to his world, right? Isn't that kind of crazy to think about? Like, you mean like, I'm not personally responsible, but... I think all of us a little little bit are, but think about collectively what's happened since Genesis one, like what he called good and like where we are now, like whoops, right? Like oops, maybe a good like word to say like, oh, we haven't haven't really done the best job of like preserving everything and maybe collectively living like we should. And guess what? What God called good in the beginning as he created the world, he knows it's now tainted by sin and evil, but he still loves us. He still loves his creation. He still has in mind, I want to redeem them. I want to reveal myself. I want them to come back under the design of which I created them for. And so the first thing you've got to know to believe the gospel and and especially to tell others about it is you've got to know God's love is tremendous. He cannot love you, especially if you are saved by him in Christ any more than he already does. The second part is this, that he gave his only son and that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. But that he gave his only son is what I want to zoom in second. So he cannot love you any more than he already does. And then there's this point. Some people envision this idea that maybe God the Father loved us a lot and he's really eager and, 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 and Jesus the Son kind of comes down reluctantly. It's like, I guess I'll do it. But no, that's actually not the picture. Here's what's amazing. God the Father and God the Son Jesus both we're very eager to do this. It wasn't like the eager father and the reluctant son, though no, both of them wanted to. And we're like getting into the Trinity language, three persons, one God. Again, a great conversation we can have as we're watching the game together. But some people see this, oh, Jesus was just kind of something new. You no, know, Jesus is God. He is God in flesh. That same love that we're talking about, that's Jesus. John chapter one, Colossians chapter one, he said, says nothing was created that wasn't created through him. He's our creator. Our creator became our redeemer. You see it? The one who wired us and watched us make a mess of our lives is the same one who wants to save us. He gave his only son. And so he can't love us any more than he already does. And he has a put your money where your mouth is type love. He backs it up. Any ever been in a relationship, friendship? Someone says they love you and you're like, but do you? Do you really? Like, Can you text me back once? You know what I mean? Like, for example, I, I didn't mean to dig at some wounds. Sorry, we can move on. But he puts his money where his mouth is. He shows his love. Some people are like, man, I just don't know if God loves me. Look at the cross. I just, man, I don't know if it's just God loves me. I'm just really like, I'm a big sinner. I was like, yeah, he is a terrible death. He died for the worst of the sins too, whatever. You know, it's like and, and I'm not going to say too much. Then this sort of bridges into the rest of the verse. It says that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. See, the, the, the giving of the son, Jesus giving of himself to us. Why was that necessary? Why did he have to die? Well, you and I, because of our sin, we're going to die. The cost of our sin against God is death, spiritually, physically. Did you ever notice death didn't enter into the world until after Adam and Eve sinned? The world wasn't created to have death in it. Sin, when it entered into the world, also physical death entered, and spiritual death as well. The relationship with God was severed. And the moment we sin once, and we're born into sin, so we're 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 toast from the beginning. We're gonna sin. We immediately cannot live a perfect life. We cannot sum up enough good things. You can't, you can't talk to your, your checker at Chick-fil-A or the person checking you out enough. You can't, we use Chick-fil-A. That's the Christian restaurant reference, right? Yeah. You can't pray for your, your roommate enough. You can't uh, stop cussing enough, whatever you want to say, to be a good enough person for God. And so in order to make that final payment for sins, there had to be someone that was perfect to be a representative for all of us, humanity, to lay down that life for us, to be a representative for all of us. So Jesus being fully God and fully man came and lived, pointed us to God and died that sacrificial death on the cross for our sins. And it didn't end there. Y'all know the rest of the story, right? What was the rest of the story? Then came the morning. His very body began to breathe. He rose from the dead. And that's just not like, wow, cool, Jesus, good job. Like, all right, we're moving on. No, no, no. That was the victory over the very power of sin that, w- that was over us and the very power of death that was over us. So the worst thing that can happen to you as a Christian when you believe this, like we are going to physically die. But the worst thing that happens when you physically die is, is you, you come through and you're with Jesus. That's what he said to the thief on the cross that believed in him. He was like, hey, today when you die, you're gonna be with me in paradise. (laughs) And so when we go back, this giving of Jesus was absolutely necessary. And he did it. One of the passages in the New Testament say for the joy that was set before him, he did this gladly for us, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Some of you are like, I don't believe if God loves me. Okay, maybe I got that. But I just, I don't know if I'm I I don't know if maybe God won't want to save me anymore. Is there something I can do to undo this? No, he says, you will not perish. John 10 says, for all of his sheep, Jesus is a shepherd, we are his sheep. He's not gonna let a single one be snatched out of his hand. Those who believe in him, those who follow him, but we're gonna have eternal life. I was thinking about this earlier today. How many of you ever thought about eternal life, eternity? Isn't that a heavy thing to think about? Like every time, like I'm a Christian, I'm going to heaven, but literally, if I think about it for more than 10, 20, 30 minutes, like eternity, I get overwhelmed. Because I'm like, what am I going to do? Like everything has an ending. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Anyway, so. (laughs) What's interesting is that actually the quantity of having eternal life, so infinite life, infinitely being alive and living because the way God created us, that's actually not unique. Having eternal, living eternally is not unique. All of us, our souls have an eternal destiny in heaven with God through believing in Christ or in hell by rebelling against God and not believing. And so some of us just think, oh, cool. Heaven, eternal life but all of us will experience eternity and one destination or the other. So it can't just be that Jesus is promising a quantity, a duration, an amount of time that you will live. It's actually much more. See, the same son that gladly gave himself, he is the prize of heaven. What eternal life is for the Christian is not quantity, but quality. It is the quality of life. It is that when you believe in Jesus Christ, when you physically die, you get to go be with your creator. You get to go be with the person who loves you when no one else did. You get to go be with the person who died for your sins when if everyone, when if anyone knew all that you had done would not have died for you, but he did it gladly and joyfully. That's eternity. No more sorrow, no more suffering. Lots of amazing, great things in heaven, but I was talking to some of our guys earlier today about the sermon and they made a great point. They said, you can take away all of the things of heaven. Just give me Jesus, right? That's what I want. That's the gift. Because when you see him finally, clearly face to face, what you're going to see is this is what I was created for. I was created to know this person. This is it. Some of us get so fixated and stuck on when I talk about eternity, heaven and hell, you get so fixated on it. And, And here's why we don't have to. He's made a way for you not to have to worry about that. He's made a way for you to be forgiven. I just don't know if he's a good God. He would, he would not be a good God if he just said, "Good luck, but he came down and paved the way through a bloody cross and nail-scarred hands. He suffered tremendously. He lived through the worst on this earth so that you and I could have the best in heaven. Period dot. That's the gospel. That's the story. So you have to know God cannot love you any more than he already does. He backed up his love with a put your money where your mouth is loved by sending his son. Jesus gladly died for us. And then whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. You will be with God forever. And what's amazing to close the Bible is that by being a believer, following Jesus, having your life's purpose oriented around this. You're like, life's purpose, going to go school, class, working, all that stuff. That's part of it. <laughs> but bringing it all under the fact that all, everything that I do is for God. It's for him. I give my efforts to this class. I give my efforts to this job, to this friendship, relationship. I bring it under his design and what he wants. By following Jesus now, you get a glimpse and a taste of heaven. Because again, who's the gift of heaven? Jesus. You get to know him now. You get to follow him now. What I wanna do is I'm gonna ask the band to come up. And if you would, I'd like you to just bow your heads. I just wanna have this time of reflection as the band leads us. See, three points. God couldn't love us any more than he already does. He backs up his love in Christ coming and dying for our sins, and that, and then the third, by believing in Him, we have eternal life with Him—not just living forever, but we get to Him. And so I, out of those three different truths, as you just kind of bow your heads, if all you could bow your heads, I want you to reflect. And some of you are from all many different backgrounds—you didn't have a clue what maybe this guy up here was going to say. Um, Throughout some words, we threw out eternity. We talked about heaven, hell, God, life, eternity. Man, that's, that's some that's some heavy thinking stuff right there for a 15 minute sermon. I want you to ask yourself, man, which of those three truths do you wrestle with the most? If you're if you're honest, it's okay. Just say space. You don't need to look up to me. If you really wrestle, if you really doubt that God is loving. Y'all ain't into this. I mean it. You could be a Christian for years. You could be following Christ for years. You know this thing. You could have preached this sermon. You know everything. <laughs> but if you honestly maybe struggle with the fact that God actually does love you, I want you to say that to God in the quietness of your heart. God, I, I struggle. I don't, I just don't understand how in the world you could love me. Do you, do you know me? <laughs> Why don't you tell him that? And I want you, even if you can't understand it, maybe to just bravely, Say hey, I have a hard time understanding it, but your word says it. Scripture says that you do. So God I trust that you do. And and then thank him. God, thank you. I don't know why. I don't feel like anyone else loves me but you do, and I thank you for that. Maybe some of you really struggle with and then believing just in Jesus, man, like he calls us to follow him by believing in him. I gotta change my life up. Maybe that's the struggle. That's true, I want you to admit that to God. It seems like this Christianity thing cost a lot. And I want you to honestly say that. That's good, Invest that to God. Man, I want you to be encouraged by Jesus wouldn't ask you to give anything to him that he hasn't already given abundantly more to you. His own life, he descended from heaven with perfection, no sin and 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 every comfort he can imagine to live among us and die the death of a criminal though he did no wrong. Just believe that. My goodness, every experience of suffering you could have and difficulty, man, he has known it. He's done it. The God who loves you is also the God who's walked with you and is walking with you now through whatever you could imagine. And lastly, some of you, Maybe all of us struggle with eternity. You don't even want to think about it more than 10, 15, 20 seconds. Some of you can't imagine the concept of hell or heaven and how terrible that may be. And I want to free you tonight. And I want you to just confess that to God. God, eternity is scary. The thought of living forever is scary. I can't imagine it. And what I want you to do, the quietness of your heart, if you would be brave and bold to God and just say, man, God, it's hard for me to believe this, but thank you for resolving my fear Thank you for the fact that you took care of that. I don't have to fear my eternal destiny. I know that by believing in Jesus, it can be with you. This is gospel 101. This is Christianity 101. But man, it's been a sweet reminder for me. If there's anything else that God's speaking to you tonight, I just want to give you a few moments. Just tell them there's doubts, fears. The band will lead us. We hope you are encouraged by today's podcast. If you'd like to learn more about The Journey, check us out on Instagram or Facebook at The Journey LBK. Thanks for listening.